engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. And a very good time of the day to you listening to The Void Show out there right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us today. Believe you me, we are on a quest, right? And this happens to be the most adventurous quest of all time. So you are in for a treat today, right? So you better fasten your seatbelt. You better get ready, right? You better become chilled so that you learn new stuff uh, today so this is the void show on active fm and if you have not yet noticed all of us say radio has never been better right and because all of us say that at the same time it means that we really know what we're speaking about right we know what we're speaking about and we you you gotta believe us because you know, we, we really do mean what we say when we say radio has never been better, right? By the way, it's a beautiful day in South Africa today. It's a sunny, beautiful day. And I'm saying it's beautiful because it's sunny, right? So I, I guess that's the norm. However, I'm not so much of a sunny day person. I'm not so much of a sunny day person. I mean, there are beautiful days, of course. But I, I, I'm not so much of a sunny day person. I think those are, are not really so cool, hey? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people regard me as weird for, for, for being like that. But I don't really think so. I mean, uh, I, I, my days are in winter, right? I love chilled, calm days. You have clouds. And I also love rainy days. I love rainy days. And so... Um, I guess you find most of my preferred days in winter, right? Around those times. That's really where you would find uh, most of my days, around those times. So, yeah, by the way, it's a beautiful day. And so, couldn't have been a better time for you to come here and learn about planetariums. By the way, um, I've got so many exciting things today. Uh, so, uh, if you know South Africa, it's one of those countries that has so many... Um, it's got so many uh, diversity in it, okay? So there are so many cultures in South Africa. So many cultures. I mean, if you know it, it has got 11 official uh, languages, right? So many beautiful languages and they are all different, right? But when you look at them, it's colorful, it's beautiful. And you know, September is just one of those months that was chosen to have this day when we get to celebrate these cultures all of them and so i'm so excited i mean active fm is like that right it's it's got so many different shows they are different in their essence if you know what i mean they are different at their right core center but you look at them they are colorful they are beautiful so a big cheer to you for actually tuning in on the void show today couldn't have been a better time believe you me so today we are speaking about planetariums right we are speaking about a planetariums and i mean whether you've been on a planetarium before or whether you have not been on a planetarium before believe you me you are on the right place okay because if if you've been listening to the void shows you would know that i always say um looking at a sunset it's beautiful it's okay it's 
beautiful. Of course, it's beautiful, right? It's poetry. It's beautiful. It's beautiness. Um, looking at um, clouds, looking at stars, looking at the universe. That is beautiful, right? But you see, when you are now looking at these things with some sort of knowledge, some sort of physics, some sort of... Um, some sort of knowledge of dynamics behind what you see it adds another dimension in what you see right it adds another form of beautiness it adds another form of poetry in what you already see right so whether you've been on a planetarium before or whether you've not been on a planetarium before i mean um the, the day you're gonna go there at least you will be having this uh, uh, um, knowledge of what's really happening. You know, you would be having this uh, background knowledge of what's really happening with planetariums. And so today, um, what I'm going to be speaking about is um, I'm going to go back in time. That's really what we always do, right? I'm going to go back in time, speak about early planetariums, okay? Um, obviously, everything has got to start somewhere. And so also planetariums started somewhere. And so that's really where we're going to travel right we're gonna go back there to see um what did early planetariums look like right and then we are going to go to the modern planetariums okay so do fasten your seat belts i mean um you're gonna feel like you are really in a planetarium right so the day you go there you will feel like you've been there before okay you will feel like you've been there before all right so um, before anything, um, just make sure, okay, we are on a robot. So um, right after this, we're going to be speaking more about planetariums. Stay tuned. XFM radio has never been there. Radio has never been bad. Beautiful. Okay, so um, remember that we're speaking about planetariums, right? So um, I mean, think of you are now going to a planetarium, right? So you are going to a planetarium, and it's early in the morning. So you are leaving your house in your car. And you're on your way and um, 30 minutes later eventually you get to the planetarium and so it's beautiful you see it on the outside it's beautiful oh my word it's secular it's like a secular domed house never seen a house like this before it's a planetarium so you go on the inside and you're not late and uh, we will assume that you have already paid for your ticket online right so the doors open and you're getting inside this large secular theater 
Oh, obviously this is not an ordinary theater. It's a planetarium. You're getting inside and you look around. It's not so much of like a house, but it's a planetarium. Now you can feel an excitement building in your, in your heart, right? You can feel the excitement. It's building inside of you as powerful music rises and darkness falls. And so you sit down. After a few seconds, oh my word, you look up and you are now surrounded by stars. But where are these stars coming from? It's a planetarium. Darkness falls upon deeper. Oh my word, it's stars. You remember Andrew spoke about uh, constellations. Now you see constellations. You become surprised. Oh my word. There's Orion. I remember Orion on the Void show. They spoke about it. There's Orion there. Oh look. There's the great hunter. Oh my word. Wait, wait. The sky now is beginning to change. Oh no, we're moving away. We are drifting away. Wherever we are in the universe, I don't know wherever we are. But it's surprising because on the outside, it's midday. How do I now then see stars in this house? Doesn't this house have a roof? It's a planetarium. Now I see the sun. I see planets. Here are asteroids. Here are comets. Here's the moon. Here's Saturn. Soon later, I'm in the deep space. Now here's a supernova star. Here's interstellar dust. I soon forget. Oh my God, what is this? Obviously this is not an ordinary theater house, but it's a remarkable planetarium. Now you've got to wake up. This is a modern planetarium. Great, so now wake up. It's time for you to wake up, right? And that, of course, is a modern planetarium, right? That's really how your visit to a planetarium would be like, right? But what are the dynamics behind this? What is really happening behind all this stuff? And so we're going to speak about early planetariums. Plus, I've got some beautiful music in show today. I'm going to be playing that with you. But, um, of course, this is... This, this is such an engulfing experience, right? That just, you know, it, it, it kind of like captures all your five senses. And it takes your imagination skills to places you thought, you know, impossible. 
So that's really what a modern planetarium would look like. But now, um, do share with us on our WhatsApp line. That is 084-505-1166. Do tell us what you think of uh, planetariums, right? Do do tell us or maybe what you thought about planetariums. Did you think something about planetariums? Um, do you have any questions about planetariums? Do share that with us as I, of course, speak about planetariums now so so i want to speak about early planetariums right early planetariums and um um this obviously started as an idea first right you look at um in the scientific world a lot of things do start as ideas right and these ideas would then be uh, modeled in such a way. What we mean by modeled, when they are modeled, it's kind of like you are creating a model of something, okay? A model of something, right? You've got models of things, things that um, theoretically and experimentally um, describe things, right? That would be a model, right? So um, when, when we speak about um, early planetariums, these... Um, were made long time ago, right? Long, 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 long time ago. Um, you go to times like 250 BC, yes, right? 250 BC, yes. And when you go in the history books, you find that um, so the first person who, or maybe the first recognized astronomer who is known to have built um, a sky model. Is, the, is, is, is a Greek astronomer, right? It's a Greek astronomer and his name is Eratos, Eratos Thines. So I'm hoping that I said that uh, well. Well, I know I didn't say that well, but I hope I tried, right? Yes, so it's actually a Greek astronomer. So it's the first person who is known to have built a sky model. So what is a sky model? It's a model that, um, that represents the sky, right? So you look at this model, it describes the sky and its dynamics okay so that's really what we mean by the sky model so it's a greek um, astronomer and this was back in like 250 bc right so he's of course the first greek astronomer to have built a sky model and so and so of course that's when uh you know uh, a thought for planetarium started around those times and so when you look his sky model you look at the sky model these people are so um, um intelligent in a way right you look at his sky model um and I, I will definitely post a picture of how his sky model uh, looked like on the void show page that is at the void show with andrew right so you look at his uh device or his sky model it was a metal sphere okay so you know what is a sphere right it's a ball some sort of a ball right a ball is a sphere so it was a metal sphere right metal it was a metal sphere okay and the this metal sphere was surrounded by rings okay it was surrounded by rings so many rings remember last week you spoke about certain rings so rings are something like that it was surrounded by by rings and when you look at these rings they actually moved at uh, on uh, like on on um they they moved on so some rings could move on one axis and others could move on other axis right so they were moving in that opposite uh ways and so uh, these rings represented the paths 
of the sun and other planetary bodies so obviously when you are on earth you look up in the sky what do you see you see stars you see the sun you see the moon and obviously there are paths okay that these bodies are moving at right that these movies are moving in and so um, um it was a metal sphere i guess we would say that it represented earth and of course you would have these um rings around the metal sphere and um these rings would represent what they would represent the paths of um the sun the moon and other uh, planetary bodies right and so and so those kind of sky models were then called amillary spheres okay we're going back in time here and we're speaking about early planetary models right those are called amillary amillary spheres but then later later um, um later i mean um a few years probably after this um greek astronomer Eratosthenes, um there was a mathematician he was also a Greek, right? He was also a Greek mathematician. And so he also invented, um, he, he invented like an amillary sphere, right? What is an amillary sphere? It's this thing that I'm speaking about. It's like this a sphere, metal sphere, around it, it's rings. It's surrounded by rings, right? So he built the same thing. But was, what was impressive about these, um, his amillary sphere was that it was powered by water. Can we believe it? It was powered by, it was powered by water. And, you know, this kind of, the one that he built, it, it, it is said, it's like, it is said that it was so accurate that it could predict or it could actually produce exact paths of celestial bodies. And what we mean by it was so accurate, we mean that it even... Uh, reproduced things like eclipses right so when you would have the moon in front of the sun it would produce things like that accurately right and so that was built by who by a greek mathematician right uh, i think his name was um uh aki aki something Achimedes, somewhere there right these are greek names are, are pretty difficult but that's really when we go back to the history of um early uh, models of planetariums so these models were pretty uh it was like a lot of models that were done okay uh for early planetariums i can literally end this whole day speaking about those uh models however the first planetarium theater right the first planetarium theater was built in 1657 okay in 1657 it was built by um uh, someone called andreas i forgot his surname but it was built by someone called andreas right and so um it was pretty much going to those um it was it was it was going to those uh, sky models that were done before because when you look at the kind of a planetarium theater that he built it was some sort of a large globe right it was some sort of a larger sphere right and this larger sphere it was made in such a way that people could actually climb uh on top of it okay it was made in such a way that people can actually climb in it climb inside this uh large globe right of a sphere like um i think it was 12 people 11 or 12 people that could go inside uh this uh, sphere and when you get inside that sphere you would see stars okay <laughs> you see stars they are they are fixed right in the inside of the globe right they're fixed in the inside of the globe and uh, 
they are moving planets are actually moving and people would just go there and they would sit inside and they would actually gaze these um, artificial stars and planets as if like they are sitting under a perfectly clear night sky right and so um as years went by as years went by um scientists they continued to build such planetariums they continued to build such planetariums and obviously as inventions and innovations come into place and they obviously became more and more modern and um, up until the 20th century when um, the chicago academy of science uh, built the last of these um pla uh, uh, these uh, early planetariums right so that's really a bit of a history on early planetariums and so i'm gonna play you this beautiful gem right now um hopefully you enjoy it right uh, so that you uh you do what you 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 take and you digest what we just spoke about right now that engulfing experience right um, um early planetariums how they were actually made so i'm gonna play you this beautiful gem and right after this gem we're gonna be speaking about modern planetariums and there will be pictures i will post pictures on our page to show how early planetariums looked like okay that's what i will do but now here's a gem beautiful gem by kama clark saying to you see it through enjoy To the culture that's real six years in the game and a whole lot of pain but the pain ain't the same if i can't feel can you fight tears can you fight fears will you give up if you fight years if it's all for the music i'm just babbling for nothing if you actually about to drop it all and let's do something
that was a beautiful jam, See It Through by Come Cluck on Active FM. It is a radio station that is active. And we say radio has never been better if not Christ music is hot music, right? If you hear that, know that you're on Active FM as I welcome you back on The Void Show. If you are here, it means you are loving this engulfing experience about planetariums, okay? So that's really what we're speaking about today. It is about planetariums. And um, we are keen to see some of your questions, comments, whatever you have to say about our show today or, you know, whatever you really think about planetariums. So do send them through on our Facebook page. Our handle is at The Void Show with Andrew. Don't forget to like and follow the page so that you do not miss any um, episode from The Void Show, really, right? So uh, I am your show host, Andrew, and we are on a quest today speaking about planetariums. Now, um, if you have just scrolled to this point, you surely have missed a lot because um, right before this beautiful jam, I was speaking about early planetariums, right? And I should do say that it's not only ending there, but planetariums have a very rich history that extends long back in time okay so it does not only end where i ended it but it really goes it's it's very extensive okay it's very extensive and hopefully in the future i'll have a chance to speak about it again right but right now i want to speak about modern planetariums okay modern planetariums that's really what i want to speak about and you know um if you've seen a planetarium or maybe if you have never been to a planetarium, but you've seen it. Uh, so uh, I guess when you hear the name planetarium, what would usually come in your mind would be that, you know, secular house with uh, a, a domed shape, right? <laughs> that's really what you would think about, right? I mean, that's okay. That's okay. But um, the reality is it's it's more than that, right? It's, it's not just that doomed house right it's more than that but it's a place where the universe is brought to us okay this is a place where heavens are brought to us right um it's a place where um, um stars it's a place where planets asteroids comets celestial bodies can be realistically viewed right in the middle of the day that's really what it is. I mean, you can literally go there in the middle of the day, but yet you can see the universe like it's midnight, right? So that's really how planetariums are. So, I mean, I'm sure you get a feeling now that it's more than just a secular house that looks like a traditional house, okay? Cultural house or something of that nature. But it's a place where you can literally view the universe in real time. Okay, so to speak about uh, modern planetariums, and this is what I want to end with, okay, um, to speak about uh, modern planetariums, um, so, so to, I want to speak about uh, maybe who was the first, who, who were the first people to build these planetariums, right? I mean, if you've seen a planetarium now, 2020, um, there's a high probability that it's a modern planetarium, okay? It's a modern planetarium. So there would be early planetariums. I'm not sure if they're still here, but surely they are, you know, for purposes like uh, museums, for purposes like um, to see what they really looked like. But if you have seen it in 2020, it is surely a modern 
planetarium, right? And that's what I want to speak about right now. Like, we're the first people to uh, produce those kind of planetariums, right? And so, those kind of planetariums were developed in the early 1900s, okay? In the early 1900s. And so, people who are, like, at the forefront of um, people who, or, or scientists who produced uh, these kind of planets, uh, two people, actually. It's Dr. Max. Uh, so, um, I think, um, um, Max Wolf, yes, Max Wolf, uh, of the Heidelberg, um, observatory. Okay. Of the Heidelberg observatory. And I don't know if it's doctor, but his name is Walter. Yes. His name is Walter. However, where you may pronounce it, but his name is Walter. And he was from, so he was working for in a, in a company in, in Germany, right? In Germany. Jenna, that's where he was working and actually those two men are the first to kind of like envision and design the modern projectors for modern planetariums okay so that's really where it goes uh, back to so it was a set back in time that their idea so i mean these two men dr wolf max and uh, dr walter right so it was said that their idea it kind of like revolutionized how we see the universe right it, it revolutionized our ability to recreate the cosmos right so it was a set back in time that um, um you know this idea of them of building these kind of planetariums changed our way of uh, viewing the universe while on earth Right, so so that's really how it is, and um, how how does do these planetariums work? Um, they are complicated machines, eh? They are complicated machines. Um, you know, um, there, there's optical mechanics there, the mechanical parts that move, moves the stars, that moves the celestial bodies, that you know they 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 kind of like move across the heavens. And so, and so, <laughs> the background of these machines are a thorough, detailed, complicated mathematical analysis of the paths of heavenly bodies, right? So, so they are complicated uh, uh, machines, uh, these modern uh, planetariums. And so, I mean, I won't really get into much detail on how they work, but um, just know that it's 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 complicated mathematical analysis of heavenly bodies you know their paths um because obviously these these show the actual paths of heavenly bodies how they move right so to trace all that movement to to trace all the bodies that is a sophisticated analysis that has to go there right thousands of hours put in there right there's a lot of hardware a lot of software so 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 really it's 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 it's, it's a bit of um um tedious process that is that undergone or that undergoes that analysis right so yeah that's really what it is for today i mean i hope you had an incredible time i absolutely did and yeah apparently this happens to be um, the point in time where we approach the end of the void show <laughs> right apparently 
but um i've got some great news for you i've got some great news for you so stay tuned and right after this i might just be sharing some of those fantastic news stay tuned stream Reactive's very own The Movement album on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Reactive, it's a movement. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, that was telling you that um, apparently we have reached the end of the voyage, right? <laughs> Nevertheless, I had an absolutely fantastic time. I enjoyed my time learning about planetariums, okay? So I hope you did. It was an incredible time. It was a magnificent experience that you had, right? <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the show. And so, um, um, so I, I am planning, so... Next week, uh, we might have an interview with uh, someone um, who's very big, right? Um, so, so who's really very big. Um, we might be having that. So, so if, if you want to find out more about what we're going to be speaking about, he's from New York. And so if you really want to find out what we might be speaking about, if he's going to be here or not, do check in on next week's episode, okay? So, so, so yeah, that's great news for that I wanted to share with you. So, I mean, I hope you had an amazing time. Um, Active FM is literally everywhere. Um, Gab, Pala, uh, you know, we there, we there, everywhere, everywhere. iTunes, you name them. Spotify, name them. We there, we know what it looks like. So, we there, just check us there, you'll find us. So, The Void Show, Active FM, um, um, on Facebook, it's at The Void Show with Andrew. You'll find us there. So, um, yeah, we there, we know what it looks like. Um, yeah, our WhatsApp line, 084-505-1166. Otherwise, you can find the code to that WhatsApp line on Instagram. It's at Active FM triple seven. So I love and appreciate you for tuning in. And from me, myself, and I, I will definitely be seeing you next time. Same place. Enjoy and have an amazing week ahead of you. Active FM. Radio has never been better.